Yesterday, opposition MPs unanimously voted in favor of a motion that was put forward by the New Democrats saying that David Johnson should step aside as the special rapporteur investigating foreign interference. Uh, and it also said we need to have a public inquiry. The vote in the House of Commons, 174 in favor, 150 opposed. It was Liberal MPs who voted against the motion. So the Bloc, the Conservatives, the NDP all voted in favor of this motion saying we need to have Johnson removed. We've lost faith in him to be impartial and unbiased and to do the job that needs to be done. And we need to go to... um uh, public inquiry. Singh, as you heard earlier this week, said, um, you know, even if there isn't bias, and, and, and let's be fair to Johnson and say that there isn't, but it doesn't matter that ship has sailed because the appearance is there, right? Most Canadians have concerns about the fact that he can't be impartial, he can't be unbiased. So, in order for this to be done properly, it needs to appear to be done properly. That can't happen at this point. Singh's right. But, Johnson says he's not going anywhere. His mandate didn't come from the House of Commons. It came from the government. And the government at this point isn't saying he has to go anywhere either. Justin Trudeau is still saying he's an eminent Canadian who served this country well, and he has faith in him to carry out his duty. So I don't know where we go from here. Uh, let's chat with Phil Gursky, president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consultants and a former strategic analyst with CSIS. Phil, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Hey, Shay, how you doing? Good. A couple of different stories I want to get to. Let's start with the vote that happened yesterday and where we are with this inquiry into the foreign interference. It seems like we're just, we're, we're stuck. We're not going anywhere. And despite all the outcry from the public and me and you and opposition MPs, we're, we're going to have to just deal with what we've got. Um, <laughs> I hate to be the pessimist in the room, Shay, but I think we're just kicking the can down the road. Yeah. I, I've got... I've gone publicly and said, I'm not sure an inquiry is the best way forward. We do inquiries like we do Sunday dinners in this country, Shay, or like twice a week, right? What we need to have happen is the intelligence to be used and applied where it is apt. And it was certainly, uh, I think, important intelligence that was missed, was not read, was ignored, that kind of thing. But what this, what the actions of the government seem to tell, say to me is that if we let this thing string along long enough, guess what? How about them Blue Jays? How about them Elks? Yeah. You know, we're going to go yeah. on and talk about something else, and people will forget that we've had an egregious interference in our democratic process. Not just probably the last two elections, probably more than that, actually. Well, this is the issue. Right? I mean, that's what we need to be focused on. How how sad is it to you um, to see this important intelligence, this really important issue of foreign interference in Canadian democracy turn into the political spectacle it's turned into? It's really disheartening. Now, full disclosure, I didn't work China at CSIS. I was a terrorism guy, as you know. Yeah, yeah. But I had a lot of colleagues who did. So I understand the, and first of all, I understand how investigations are carried out. I understand how various sources are, you know, arranged and organized to get the best intelligence necessary. And I know that intelligence is shared with those that need, that need to know it. And so this government contention, they didn't see the intelligence is, um, can I say horse feathers on the radio? Sure, you can. The intelligence, the intelligence <laughs> was there. Uh, you know, whether they distributed or not is not a thesis issue. It's a client issue. The fact remains is that CSIS warned the government on ample opportunity this was happening, and the government took no action thereon, and now they're pretending it ceases its fault for not sharing intelligence in the first place, uh, and that's wrong, because I know, again, I, I worked 32 years for both CSC and CSIS. I know how we got intelligence in our customers' hands. They saw it, 
they just chose to ignore it. Okay, that takes us to the Aaron O'Toole situation. He stood up in the House of Commons, and I want to ask you, I'm not sure if you have the insight on this, there's there's rules uh, in terms of yeah. what he said and where he said it, and that's why he said it in the House. Did he violate confidentiality agreements? Did he talk about things he shouldn't have been talking about outside of the House? I don't think so. The okay. fact that CSIS talked to him, look, look, you and I are talking, you know I used to work for CSIS. I'm not violating any secrecy. I'm not giving you information on sources or methods. We're having a conversation. Mr. O'Toole said CSIS took the time to warn me about X, Y, or Z. I don't think there any rules were broken. Okay. More, more importantly, Shay, um, you know, normally in intelligence, we don't tend to share with those who are not the governing party or senior civil servants in the government of the day. That needs to change, too. Uh, Mr. O'Toole and Ms. Kwan uh, have opened brief, and I've argued in, a, in an op-ed piece to come out soon, we need to include more people in the process because they have a need to know that this is happening to them. So we can do intelligence better, but in, in this case, um, you know, the O'Toole thing is kind of a bit of a sideshow, if I can use that term. Okay. The, the main show is what China did for the past four or five years, and that was what was, was the egregious error on the part of the Trudeau government. In some areas, uh, in some corners uh, in Ottawa, even the fact that this has been talked about in the media, it's, the media has been called into question, the whistleblower or what are the leaker, whoever you want to call that they've been called into question. A lot of people say, we can't even act on this. Now when the uh, former leader of the official opposition stands up in the House of Commons and says, hey, listen, this is what I was told, does that lay to rest anybody who might still be doubting the veracity of the intelligence? I, I hope so, Shane. I, you know, this is this is the shoot the messenger problem, yeah, right? Exactly. You guys, you guys in the media, guys like me, you start to see this the leaker. And by the way, I don't support leaks on principle. I think it's wrong. Um, I might understand the motivation, but the, this leak should have happened. Uh, this cat's out of the bag, and you know, sources were not disclosed to the best of my knowledge or methods, and that's that's what CSIS wants. But yeah, this notion that oh, you know, we can't talk about this because it's too secret. Well, look at it, we already know. Yeah. You know, most of the details, you guys reported, I've been talking about it. So this notion that, you know, um, we can't go forward is, again, uh, horse feather. That's the second time I've used that on your program. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's no problem with that at all. Um, so, I mean, so I think we can have a pretty reasonable certainty that this information was at least shared. The things that he talked about and the things that he mentioned being warned about by CSIS, what do you make of that? Misinformation targeting him and conservatives, especially in some certain writings. And he named this group called the United Front Work Department in both cases, as sort of yeah. leading the charge. What do you know about that? Well, I, not a lot. Again, I'm not a China specialist, but I do know from what I've read that this is a major arm of the Chinese government that seeks to uh, exert not only Chinese influence abroad, but to shut up all the dissidents. So you know what? If you, you got an ant back in Harbin, yeah. you might want to you know, sh- yeah. shut your pie hole about Uyghurs in northwest Xinjiang province kind of thing. And they're a very active arm of the Chinese intelligence service. And to me, the biggest issue, you know, again, going back to my intelligence background, when we share intelligence of this nature, Shay, it, it, it is it is looked at, it is analyzed, it is corroborated, it is. Mis- I mean, we we put it together in a nice package, one to two pages, so it's not a thirty-page volume. You have to you have to sort of troll through, and it's the best intelligence that we have, and it's good intelligence, it's solid intelligence. Now we're not always perfect, of course not, but we do take great care in sharing intelligence with our clients. So I'm going to go on a limb, not having seen the original intelligence, and put faith in my former colleagues that see this thing. They did their due diligence. This is great intelligence. It should have been acted upon. That's the question. When you say it should have been acted upon, what's the expectation? What should have happened? Because we're going back to, I mean, years ago now, um, O'Toole said, 
says, you know, or conservative officials, at least, who Johnson spoke to. And he says in his report, say that they raised these issues during the campaign. Uh, they talked to this group that's called Security and Intelligence Threats to Elections, which is a task force set up to safeguard elections. And in the end, as you say, Phil, it appears like nothing was done. Well, it's worse than that. Um, this has been going on for at least as long as CSIS has existed. Back in 1984, I was there at the birthday. I was at CSU at the time. And, you know, we've been warning about this for decades. And, and successive governments, in fairness, on both sides of the House, both conservative and liberal, haven't taken the action. And I think what should have happened from day one is that it should have been used to figure out what kind of relationship do we want with the People's Republic of China. And are we okay with our great trade relationship? And then basically, you know, turn a blind eye to what they're doing on our, our soil by harassing dissidents and interfering elections. I think the answer is no. But then again, I don't have a billion dollars invested in China, do I? So there, I think there are other interests here in mind. But the, the whole point of intelligence is to help you make better decisions and better policies. And at the end of the day, this intelligence has been ignored for the better part of four decades. So that how you solve that? I wish I had an answer because, you know, we need a better intelligence culture right from the top on down. Okay, last one, Phil, and I, and I don't want you to get into an area you're not comfortable with. I, I, the question I keep asking myself is, why is this happening? Why uh, it, it is it almost, I, I hesitate to use the term obstruction, but it feels that way. Why is there this resistance within the Liberal government to just move forward with this the way that the House of Commons is asking them to do so. Like, I mean, have you asked yourself that question? A hundred percent. You know, there's no reason why they can't say, "Okay, we blew it. We had the intelligence. We'd not talk, but now we're going to act on it, and we're going to, you know, we're going to have a a real strict conversation with the Chinese. We're going to kick out some diplomats that were involved. We're going to change the rules on the ground. That's what they should be doing. They should not be partisaning. Is that even a verb? Making this a partisan issue and just act on the intelligence. That's what I want to see happen. But no, it, it's become basically a, a political football right now. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. See, I, w- I wish I could feel differently, but from what I've seen over the past couple of months, we have a government that's still in denial. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there's, it, it's pretty tough to, to see it any other way. Phil, great stuff. Great insight. I really appreciate you being here today.